in India, we also say we are following English law in some senses, but this is not our law. <laughs> it is the law of the English people. It is the law that is built on their customs. It is a law which is built on their history. It has no relationship actually to our history, to our customs, to our system. So, it is completely insensitive in fact. So, if I look at the Supreme Court of India, the little uh, motto that they have in the bottom is the only place in the Supreme Court where you will find any use of Devanagari script. This is the, the entire voluminous uh, instance of Devanagari is all summarized, not summarized, con entirely contained in that one phrase. Okay, because being in the Supreme Court of India, you cannot use any Indian language. You can only use English. Mm. So the question is, now when the Supreme Court uh, gives a judgment, we say, no, no, this is the law of the land. No, we are using phrases like law of the land. But of which land is this the law? <laughs> it's certainly not the law of the land our of our land. In fact, it has no relationship to our land. Right? It is something that is uh, something that has come and has been placed on top of us. It does not the its its roots are not in our land. It does not look at the 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 history of jurisprudence in our land. It doesn't look at the history of the traditions in our land. It is something that comes from the top. And so, Supreme Court, of course, has been uh, very active in civilizing us brown natives in recent times. So, I will decide to start to dig into this. So, what is the Supreme Court? Who are these people? Because now there is a collegian system. Collegium means essentially that the Supreme Court judges will appoint the next generation of Supreme Court judges. So, if you take that seriously, then you have to look at the origin of it. You have to say, okay, this means that they are following the parampara. Uh, so, you have to look at the start of that parampara because that is what is going to keep on being followed. So, it turns out that the Supreme Court is established in from the Government of India Act and the, the British India Act of 1935. That is what sets up the Supreme Court. And they say there shall be a federal court consisting of a Chief Justice of India and such number of judges as His Majesty may deem necessary. Okay, so His Majesty has set up this court and has appointed this first set of judges. And now we are saying there is a collegium system where these judges will keep on appointing other judges. Which means that the majesty's law is being enforced and followed. And the majesty's uh, mechanisms of law is being enforced and followed. What kind of judges needed, uh, what kind of qualification was needed? You, you have either to have been five years a judge of a high court in British India. Or a barrister of England or North Ireland, Ireland of at least 10 years are a member of the faculty of advocates in Scotland for at least 10 years. So this is the criteria by which you would get appointed a judge in the Supreme Court of India. And absolutely nothing changes when 1947 happens. <clears throat> All you do is you probably there is a little sign board, somebody comes and removes that, takes off federal court and puts Supreme Court. That, that is mostly the extent of the changes that happen. Now they say, well, we got a new constitution. Now we have to look at where this constitution came from. So, the story of the constitution is unfortunately not any better than the story of the Supreme Court. So, uh, let us, we will we'll dig into it a little bit in the constitution. <clears throat> but, it is very important, this, this 18, um, sorry, 1935 British India Act, for anybody who is uh, really uh, interested in probing the history, I would really recommend we re you read this act. 
because we realize that pretty much all of so called independent india is being still governed by this act in all the branches of government okay so this is a act which is a act of british parliament and that is passed in british parliament there is no indian representative involved in it whatsoever and that is the governing act which is largely governing india we have some uh, fictions of you know having some constitution uh, some bill of rights were added and so on and so forth but and it's very clear you know all of the the, the when the the this roster issue came up in the supreme court you know who's going to determine the roster all this is set in this act this is coming from this uh, 1935 act only and all proceedings of the federal court shall be in the english language this is also recently some judge from uh, i think up came and started to argue in the supreme court in hindi and the the judge uh, scolded him saying uh, don't you know this is the supreme court of india you can only talk in english so imagine the supreme court of the land where 90% of the people cannot even argue in their own language what kind of justice is going to be served right the only justice is going to be served is the justice of the english uh, which is by the english and for the english so and same thing they also have all the high court details are there similarly in every high court the proceeding should be in, uh, in english language and again same kind of uh, requirement that they must have been a barrister in england or northern ireland and so on and so forth or a member of the civil service that is what the other requirement um is there in the is for a judge of the high court <clears throat> okay so now from high court let's move move on to the legislature <clears throat> if you look at this legislature the situation is not that different even right now the state legislature they are saying there are two chambers of a provincial legislature will be known as legislative council and legislative assembly this is where our mlas of today come from member of the legislative assembly and member of mlc and member of the legislative council okay so all of this is set out in the 1935 um, british india act which is again as i said there is no indian involved in the framing of this act and there is no indianness involved in the framing of this act because the, even later on we see when even when indian start getting involved indianness is not involved in in any way and for, i found this very interesting there is a little provision for the proclamation of emergency which is the same provision that was used when emergency was proclaimed in 1975 so again all of this is set out in the uh, 1935 act that gets used 